0: super talk mississippi media production find your new ride at Kia macomb's all new location at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 come find out why macomb loves Kia macomb at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 right on the corner right on the price Bishop Sycamore story keeps getting weirder, doesn't it? Welcome in to the live stream. I'm Michael Borky. Glad you guys are with me. To light. All right. It's a little dark outside for that, but that's okay. Welcome in, guys. Glad to see you on this Tuesday morning of game week. Tuesday morning of game week. Glad that you guys are with me. And, yeah, I'll get into the stuff, uh, you know, why you're here, what you clicked on, what to watch for this weekend in week one of college football. I'll start, of course, locally. And then expand on to other things that I think you should be looking out for this weekend. But this Bishop Sycamore story, my gosh. I mean, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. But uh, some really good reporting at The Athletic. You've had other publications as well. Uh, awful announcing. Had an interview with a former player's dad. And then uh, there's another interview out there of uh, a former player for the coach that played on one of his previous scam teams is also out there. Um Wow, what a bizarre story. Um, it's a fake school. It's not a it's I mean, we kind of knew that already, but it's definitely not a real school. Uh, it, it was all but confirmed that there are adults, not high school aged people playing on this team that are also not from Ohio either. It, it is a complete and total scam. And apparently, according to one of the interviews I read, uh, they were sold. Part of the reason why you should join this team was we were going to be on Netflix. Well, you might end up getting your wish. It'll be a little bit different, though. Uh, Coach is going to go to jail, it sounds like, uh, for things not related to this particular team, but it's probably going to happen here as well. What a bizarre story. Uh, and, and the worst mistake they made uh, was getting on ESPN. Honestly, I mean, this scam could have just been going and going and going forever. But getting on ESPN now, everybody knows who they are. If they just scheduled these games and, uh, you know, fleeced these players and their families for a few thousand bucks here or there to play on this team, uh, then they'd still, the scheme would still be working. But that scheme's not working anymore because they fleeced their way onto ESPN, which now that we continue to learn more about this, ESPN uh, is passing the buck to the a promotions company they use to schedule these games, and they're passing the blame, and IMG's not saying anything, and the the whole thing's a joke. I mean, everybody involved is a loser here. Uh, ESPN, the promotion company, everybody. Uh, But, yeah, Coach belongs in jail, and you've got 20-plus-year-olds playing on this high school team that got absolutely smoked by a bunch of 16-year-olds. I mean, I think there's a South Park episode about that where um, where Cartman tried to join the, the Paralympics, and he realized that, you know, there are still a lot better athletes than him. Anyway, funny stuff there. I, I you know, I'm almost 30, and, and I still laugh at South Park a lot, and people would probably uh, make fun of me for that, but it's true. It's hilarious, um, especially that. So you've got a real-life one of those going on right now, a bunch of – You know, Juco flameouts still think that they can play high school football. And then they end up playing high school football and get absolutely lit up. Uh, One of the producers for the the game broadcast on Sunday uh, said that they didn't get a complete roster. All they got was positions and then the name under the position. So no jersey number, obviously. Um, So no jersey number. And so the producer of the broadcast went to the coach and was like, hey, can you put jerseys next to these names so we can identify these players. And so they had to handwrite them. And then the coach realized that there were guys that he listed on his roster without jersey numbers that weren't there and there were a couple kids that were there where he had to stop and be like, "Hey, what's your name?" And then write it down on the roster to give to the broadcast. That's how bad this was. That's how big of a scheme this was. Uh they've been shaking down hotels and stuff like that and promising these kids exposure and invites to camps and stuff like that. The whole thing is just, um, it's sad because, you know, there are some high school age kids on here that thought that this was their, their big opportunity, you know, and it's criminal. It's criminal. What a bizarre story. Uh, Netflix will pick it up. I think, I think Netflix is going to pick that up. So they finally, Hey, you know, coach is going to make good on his promise. Going to make good on his promise. They'll end up on Netflix just at a different angle than whatever he was promising them. So anyway, anyway, if you guys haven't read it, The Athletic, Awful Announcing, all that stuff has has more details. I mean, you've got the exposure of basically everything. I mean, the story, the the more you read about it, the more developed it gets. I mean, shaking down hotels, um, empty promises, it's. Not a real school at all. You've got 20-plus-year-olds on the team, fake recruiting profiles and fake huddle accounts and stuff like that. And then, obviously, catfishing ESPN successfully and getting on ESPN is uh, just something special. It really is. Uh, So, anyway, we're talking college football today. First, I want to remind you, number one, uh, that – uh, you should subscribe on YouTube. So search YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. Just my name is all you need to do. And hit that subscribe button. And also, if you like what you hear, actually like the video. Also, follow on Twitter and Facebook. And wherever you get your podcast Mike in the morning, or my name should turn up results, subscribe to the podcasts and leave a rating and a review. So here we go. What to watch for in week one this season in college football? Or this season, this weekend in college football. And I'll start locally. Talked about it a little bit on the radio show yesterday. Uh, For Mississippi State, I think it's all about look this weekend. It's all about look because, you know, last year we didn't get a game like this to to see for for Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin, honestly, Uh, them, you know, kind of beat up on a lesser opponent. Mississippi State should have had one of those with Vanderbilt that didn't exactly work out that way. And I guess technically Ole Miss got the opportunity to do that to Vanderbilt, but there wasn't Obviously, there weren't any non-conference games last year, and and while NC State's on the schedule for the Bulldogs, and that'll be tough in Starkfield next weekend, um, if you didn't get any of this, uh, Louisiana Tech is not the worst Group of Five program, program out there. They're pretty solid. Uh, they'll have a uh, Power Five transfer quarterback and stuff like that. I mean, you got to show up and play a little bit in order to get it done, but I mean, this is a team that they should be significantly better than they are absolutely more talented than, and that's why I'm talking about look because and people got mad at uh at me and and Rippy two years ago uh when you know we wouldn't just sing the praises of old miss after they'd win a game a non conference game yeah you know, why can't you look at the positives because there aren't really any? I mean, I'm not going to sit here on Monday after Mississippi State beats Louisiana Tech 38 to 12 or whatever, and talk about how great of a performance it was. It's not really—you can't take that kind of stuff away from games like this. And the same logic and concept will absolutely apply to Ole Miss when they play Austin P in Week Two. In fact, I probably won't even really talk about that game because what's the point? Unless there's a significant injury or something like that. This is the kind of game it has to look a certain way. It can't just be a result thing. If they come in and they struggle and they win, you know, it's not good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's good. Uh, It's got to look a certain way, but we didn't get the chance to see something like this last year, Uh, obviously with the SEC only schedule. So what I'm watching for, for Mississippi state is, can they establish dominance early in Cruz? Because we didn't get a chance to see that. And if this team is going to be as good as state fans expect it to be, you know, I've heard, Uh, from a handful of you guys lately that think that it's an eight-win football team. Um, I hear you. I I don't think that's completely unreasonable, but if that, if this is going to be an eight-win football team, if that's really what the expectation is, then what happens to Louisiana tech this weekend in Starkville should be what happened to Hawaii in Los Angeles this past weekend. Um, You know, I I sat here yesterday and told you guys, I mean, uh, you know, I I don't know how impressed with UCLA I really am or how much I think they'll be able to compete with LSU because that's how a a Power 5 team that is expected to at least be competitive in their conference is supposed to beat a team like Hawaii. So the only thing really to watch is, is how it looks. Does Mississippi State command early, take control, and dominate throughout? Because if that's not the case, then, you know, Red flags are up, and it's a a little bit concerning. Uh, Other than that, that's the only thing you can take away. Will they beat Louisiana Tech the way they are supposed to beat a Louisiana Tech? And and that's handedly. Wide point spread. Significant margin. Uh, The line's going down just a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not going to read too much into that. Betting trends and stuff like that. Uh, Maybe some big money people are looking at big lines in week one and you know, just hammering the underdog and seeing what happens kind of deal. But that's the only thing really to watch for uh, this weekend at Starkville is do they take care of business the way they're supposed to? If it's a struggle, I'd be really concerned. I'd be really concerned. Everything I'm looking forward to with Mississippi State starts next weekend with NC State. It's all about next weekend to me. Um, then we'll really know about this team. There's not going to be a whole lot to take away from this game, or at least there shouldn't be. Uh, it's all about NC State for me. That's the game I'm most curious uh, about. National it's new quarterbacks. Uh, I I don't remember, and maybe this has happened somewhere else along the way. I don't remember going into a season where we had the best programs in America, preseason top five, all that stuff, replacing quarterbacks. I I don't remember it being this. Abundant. The new guys. You've got Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. You'll get a good look at him two days from now uh, with Ohio State playing at Minnesota. Uh, You know, Hasn't played quarterback in college in in any capacity yet. Hasn't done it. And now he gets to step into, I I don't know if you want to call it a hostile environment, but it'll be a, a decent little road test for Ohio State at Minnesota on Thursday night in his first game action. I mean, this is Ohio State, a team expect to be national championship contenders uh, that are breaking in a brand new quarterback on the road in a conference game to start his career. And you got the same thing uh, with Haynes King at Texas A&M. I mean, Texas a and is a team that I expect to be a national championship contender. I think they've got all the makings of that kind of a team as long as they get decent quarterback play. Well, here's a guy that hasn't really done it. And... and you know, the early season schedule for Texas A&M uh, actually helps him a lot more than, uh, than that of C.J. Stroud or, or D.J. at Clemson, although he's gotten a start previously in his career. Uh, it, it's different for, for Haynes King in a good way if you're a Texas A&M fan. You know, you've got Kent State, got to go to Colorado, but you'll probably have as many fans there as them. You know, interesting road test, but they'll be better. Uh, New Mexico, Arkansas, and Mississippi State before this big game against Alabama. So Haynes King gets to ease his way into it a little bit more than that of DJ or Haynes King or Bryce Young at Alabama. But still, I mean, it's a team that I'm high on. If you guys listen to me every day, you know that I think although they're replacing some bodies up front on the the offensive line, I think they'll be really solid up front on the offensive line. Uh, They've got one of the best tight ends in America. They have one of the best stable of backs in America. I mean, they'll have a great running game. Uh, They'll be really, really, really good on defense. You've got two defensive linemen that could be early round picks, very experienced football team. Uh, I'm really high on Texas A&M, and you guys have heard me say that a thousand times uh, so far this summer, and so there's a thousand and one. But all they need is decent quarterback play. But that's still a question mark. DJ Clemson. I think he is the most surefire of this group. I expect the most out of him, you know, Heisman contender type stuff. I could not have been more impressed uh, with him and the way he played in his two starts last year uh, or his two significant game action pieces last year when Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID. Um, I mean, the way he played in South Bend, they lost the game. They lost the game because of defense. He was incredibly impressive just lit up a playoff team, making his – I mean, that's like his first game action as a freshman, you know? And he he does everything well. I expect so many big things from him. And he's also aided by the schedule. So they start with Georgia, and that – I mean, you know, that'll be a big test, obviously. You know, breaking news more at 11. Georgia's going to be a big test for Clemson. But after that, they don't play a single-ranked team. Not one. So – looking at Heisman odds and stuff like that I know his odds probably aren't great but that's probably a safe bet if we're being honest because he'll get to light up nobody's uh, all season after this Georgia game. I mean maybe they'll see North Carolina in the ACC Championship game. But on Clemson's schedule it's Georgia and then 11 unranked teams at least starting the season after that. So um he's seen some game action we know more about DJ than Shroud and uh, King and uh, Bryce Young combined but still breaking in a new quarterback in life after Trevor Lawrence and then of course Bryce Young at Alabama um, people have already just anointed him the best player in college football but I got to see it first I mean I know he would put up good numbers in the spring game and stuff like that but I've heard some concern recently around Alabama but more on that in a second so uh, aside from look at Mississippi State's so. First thing I'm watching for is how it looks. Does Mississippi State take control of Louisiana Tech and dominate them the way they're supposed to in the same way that UCLA did to Hawaii this weekend? That's what I'm watching for there. Nationally, college football, new quarterbacks. The best programs in America are breaking in new quarterbacks. Four of the top six are breaking in new starting quarterbacks. And then the next one is upsets. Where are the upsets going to come from this weekend? I've highlighted three, uh, one of which uh, nobody's really talking about. And, you know, not to go all Max Kellerman on you guys, I'm not saying this one's going to happen, but keep a just a distant eye on San Jose State at Southern Cal. Again, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I'm not going to pick the Spartans to beat Southern Cal. I'm not, but okay. Spartans would be better warrior, like, if Spartans and Trojans fought each other in battle, Spartans would win, right? I mean, Troy got duped by a fake wooden horse. Like, I I don't know. I feel like when you're you're talking about mascot matchup, I'm Team Spartan. I mean, have you seen 300? Have you seen 300? Yeah. Uh, Give me... Spartans over Trojans, like in the mascot battle. But in real life, I'm not saying this is going to happen. But San Jose State's got a really good quarterback, Nick Starkle, a guy that you've heard of. He started games at Texas A&M and Arkansas before transferring and finding a good home at San Jose State. He looks comfortable. Team is pretty solid. You know, it's a relatively big line, and they got their warm-up uh, last week with Northern something or other. Uh it's a 14-point spread. Maybe uh, maybe Vegas is kind of on to something with that one. But that's the first game. I'm not going to watch it because there's better games going on that day. I mean, that's right at 4 o'clock, too. So uh, that'll be on at the same time as the other upset that I've got here. ULL Texas. But I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying when you pull up the Score app on your phone, find San Jose State Southern Cal. Because I think that one, you know, channeling my inner Lee Corso, closer than the experts think. It's possible. It's possible that San Jose State goes into Los Angeles and plays with Southern Cal. It's possible. Um, Louisiana, and Texas, I've talked about this one with you guys before, but I'm very closely, very closely watching that game because I think it's possible. Uh, it starts an hour after Miami. In Alabama, so you'll have to two-TV it. I'm going to. I'll have Alabama, Miami on one, and Texas, Louisiana on the other. And then the third one that I haven't seen much play nationally as far as uh, quality of, of game and matchup and stuff. Everybody's focused on Alabama, Miami, and Clemson, Georgia. And you've got Indiana, Iowa, which is a ranked game. Penn State, Wisconsin, in Madison, two ranked teams. That's at 11 o'clock, so congratulations. Uh, you get a nice early window game. But how about Friday at 5 o'clock? A bizarre start time. But top 10 North Carolinas walking into Lane Stadium at Virginia Tech. Friday at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock local time there in Blacksburg. It's a bizarre time, but are, are you guys convinced? I'm not as convinced as other people are about North Carolina's ability to be a national Contender. Now they avoid Clemson on the schedule, which is nice for them. But um, I'll get home in time for the second half after the radio show. But uh, are you convinced that North Carolina is just going to waltz into Lane Stadium in Blacksburg and come out a winner? I'm not. It's a small line, too, only five and a half. But our first upset of the college football season, like, Nebraska was a favorite, right? Yeah. But neither team was ranked, and they're both pretty terrible. Uh, North Carolina, top 10 team going on the road to unranked Virginia Tech. That might be our first true, real upset of the college football season, and it starts on a Friday afternoon. Uh, But I'm not convinced, like some people are, that North Carolina is just going to run the table and meet Clemson in the ACC title. I think their undefeated season will end in week one. You're telling me that that's, that's an easy situation especially now that virginia tech kind of has their backs against the wall justin fuente is coaching from a very hot seat right now um yeah that's a hell of a game it's really compelling anyway if nothing else and we get it as a little appetizer on friday A little appetizer on friday jb says good tuesday morning four more sleeps yes sir four more sleeps um up the Down Steroid was the South Park episode I'm thinking of. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, that's that's what's happening with Bishop, or what happened with Bishop Sycamore. You got a bunch of 20-year-olds, 20-plus-year-olds, thinking that they can play high school football and dominate, and then look at what happens. And then look at what happens. I, I'm always curious. I, I wish that you know the this question and the answer to it could get publicized somewhere but i would love to sit that coach down and think did you expect nobody to notice like honestly did you like did you know that this scheme that you're running with this fake high school with a bunch of adult men on the team did you expect to get caught at some point i would love to know the truth like did you think you were going to get away with this did you think that you could fake having Division I prospects forever? Like, did you think ESPN was not going to notice? Especially if you have a warrant out for your arrest, getting your name plastered all over ESPN with a sketchy school that doesn't even have a roster, probably not the best way to stay hidden from the police. I don't know. I don't know. But I would love love to, to get the answer to that question. Other things I'm watching for uh, just a question is Georgia ready is Georgia ready Kirby Smart's already gotten a book written about him about he returned Georgia to glory but yeah I mean what what is that because Kirby Smart so far has not done anything that Mark Rick was not able to do either Uh, at this point There's only one thing left for him to do, and it's win a championship. Are they ready to do that this year? Is this the year to do it? We'll find out in week one. I mean, it's not the end of the world. If they lose to Clemson, they could still technically run the table. But you guys know how hard it is in the SEC, even in the week East, how hard it is to run the table. It's a damn near impossibility sometimes, unless you're Nick Saban. Or uh, you catch lightning in a bottle in Baton Rouge. It's really hard to do, is my point. Are they ready to do that? This year, they've had some injuries on offense. I'm not a big believer in their group of wide receivers uh, after injury. Uh, I think JT Daniels is fine. Uh, I'm I'm not as impressed with him as some people are. Are they ready to be that contender? We'll find out in a few days. In five days, we'll find out if Georgia is ready to take that next step because Clemson is probably going to be a team they see in the playoff anyway. So this kind of game, week one, is Daniels, is Clemson ready, excuse me, is Georgia ready in a game against Clemson to take that next step and show that they're not just going to be a team with really good players that recruits really well, that, you know, is going to be a mainstay in the East, except for when they lose to Florida like they did last year. Are they ready to compete for a national championship? We are going to learn that on Saturday. We're going to learn that on Saturday in Charlotte. Also, can Alabama do it again? I've heard some concern from uh, a couple Alabama fans recently that listen to our radio show. They're they're worried about the offensive line, which I'm fascinated by because you know they'll probably have five five stars starting across it, but they're concerned about the offensive line and doing it again. And I think that's a fair concern. It's very easy for for us to sit here and uh say, well, it's Alabama. They're just going to do it again because the sample size shows that, well, they're Alabama. They can lose offensive coordinators, great offensive minds, and it's fine. They can lose defensive coordinators, and it's fine. They can lose 10 guys to the draft in the first two rounds, and they, they're they fine because Nick Saban has built a machine there. But at some point, I'm not saying the dynasty's over. I'm not that guy. I'm not doing that. Until he retires, I'm never, ever going to say that the dynasty is over like has been written like 10 times now by the USA today. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that at some point maybe a down year which is like going 10 and 2 and winning the sugar bowl uh could possibly be coming. And in, in talking to these Alabama fans, I kind of see where they're coming from where you, you wonder is this the year where it takes a step back for a season where they have to rebuild instead of just reload and win another championship? I think it's a fair question. When you lose as much as they do every year, when you lose another offensive coordinator, when you lose more staff and more players, eventually it can catch up to you for a season. So is this the season they do it? I don't know if Miami's the most formidable opponent for them, but it's a challenge in week one. It's definitely a challenge. De'Aaron King can run around a little bit. Um, Pretty accurate as well uh, for the kind of style of play that he does. He's an accurate, good thrower of the football. Hell of an athlete as well, though. I just don't think Miami's ready to compete in games like this. I I still think they're a year away from being able to like match up, truly match up with uh, somebody like Alabama. We learned it last year with Miami. Um, You know, people are are excited about Manny Diaz and they looked better and they were winning games and stuff. But when it got to the best teams on Miami's schedule last year, it it did not go well. I don't think they are ready to compete in a game like this. But if you notice some struggle from Alabama, it might be that year where, you know, maybe a Sugar Bowl is their ceiling instead of winning another national championship. I think it's fair uh, to question that and, and wonder. If that is uh, if that is reality, and last thing for you, can LSU bounce back? Can LSU bounce back? Is uh, something that I'm watching for. They're going to be tested this weekend. They'll also have more fans in the stands than um, UCLA will. I mean, there's going to be like thirty thousand Cajuns over there. But uh, this week has become especially challenging for LSU. Um, you know, not being in the comfort of their home. Having to to displace themselves because of the hurricane, um, I wonder. You know, it sounds it sounds so insignificant talking about something like this when you know the state of Louisiana is dealing with what they're dealing with right now. Uh, sports are just so secondary to something like this. But um, does the displacement uh, affect their play? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it might they are humans after all, and they're teenaged in some cases, teenage humans. Um, it would be absolutely justified if they're a bit distracted right now, considering that in a lot of cases, their homes you know, are, are in trouble right now. Um, so I, I don't know if that will affect their play this weekend, but that's something to keep an eye on. But are, are they able to bounce back after last year? Because this is a difficult test for them. Uh, I think just like, uh, with what I said about Miami, I think the same thing applies to, to UCLA. I think they are experienced. There's no I think. It's just a fact. They are experienced. 11 senior starters on defense. One of the more experienced teams in college football. Uh, they'll have a good running game, a, a dynamic quarterback. I don't know if they have the athletes uh, that LSU does. So uh, will they be able to bounce back? Will they be able to focus uh, somehow, which it's going to be really hard to do, but will they be able to focus – after what's going on in their state right now, and, and play a football game, uh, and and show the country that 2019 wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a blip on on a radar or, or something. It wasn't just uh, Joe Burrow and and Joe Brady and lightning in a bottle. And the years before and the years after were completely unremarkable. Uh, we'll find out this weekend if that is in fact the case because it's a team that they should be better than it's a team that they should beat it's a team that they have better athletes than. but it's you know it's chip kelly it's an experienced football team it's technically on the road although you'll have a bunch of fans there as many if not more than the home team but it's still a really tough test and um i I love this kind of stuff i mean ohio state gets tested this weekend georgia clemson alabama all get tested this weekend Mississippi State will get tested next weekend. Uh, I'm saving all the old Miss talk, by the way, for uh, for Monday because why not? Uh, so that's why I'm not including them in any of this this morning. But all the, the best teams other than Texas A&M this weekend, we're going to know. I mean, we're really going to know. I, I love this schedule this year. We're, we're going to know a lot about North Carolina. We're going to know a lot about Wisconsin. Oregon, I mean, Fresno State beat the absolute you-know-what out of UConn last weekend. They roll into Eugene this weekend. We'll know a good bit about Oregon. We'll know a lot about Alabama, obviously. Uh, Well, is Texas back? They will be tested more in this game than like eight of their remaining games. I mean, they'll play Oklahoma, who's better. They'll play Iowa State, who's better, you think. Maybe not. But outside of those two, I think Louisiana would beat Arkansas if they played. How's that? There's your hot take of your Tuesday morning. I think this is Texas's third toughest game of the season. There's your Max Kellerman take of the day right there. This is Texas's third toughest game of the season at home with UL. But we'll learn about Georgia and Clemson. Uh, We won't know anything about Texas A&M, sadly. But we'll know if LSU has bounced back. What a weekend. And that is what what you should watch for. Look, same thing applies to to Southern Miss also, by the way, as far as look. Um, I've told you guys before, I'm not as concerned with wins and losses with Southern Miss or Mississippi State this year. It's just not something that I'm paying close attention to. It's to me, it's all about how they look while they do it. When you're program building, it it shouldn't necessarily always be about wins. But last year, Mississippi State's offense looked terrible, it looked bad. If they have, you know, if they're five and seven, six and six, but it looks differently, I've said this to you guys before, but it looks like the offense has turned the corner and they're starting to, to actually score on SEC on good SEC defenses and they're more competitive in some of these games, then you look at the season differently than if it's like a five and seven where they still can't score and Zach Arnett's defense bails them out every week. That's why I keep talking about look because when you're changing a style the way Mississippi State is, you have to win games, of course. But you have to look like you're headed in that direction even if you're not yet like competing in the upper half of the SEC. And a similar concept, I think, applies in Hattiesburg. I'm not so much concerned about wins and losses. Because, you know, they were able to do that under Jay Hobson over the last few years. You know, they, they weren't bad. They were going to bowl games and stuff. But it was a really just kind of boring style of play. So do, does it look like something that will be successful because I, I never got the feeling that Jay Hobson's program was going to take that next Southern Miss step the way people want Will Halls to do. So will it look like that? That's all I'm really concerned about with uh, with them too. Um, so, yeah, what does it look like this weekend for Mississippi State? That's what I'm watching for. The new quarterbacks for the best programs in college football. You've got four of the top six all breaking in new quarterbacks. Upsets, I'm watching closely, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Louisiana at Texas, and San Jose State at Southern Cal. And then the questions, is Georgia ready to be the the national championship contender? They got there, they didn't win. Is this the year that they're actually going to take that jump forward and win a championship? We'll find out if they're prepared to do that anyway. On Saturday, can Alabama do it again? Can they rebuild again? They're getting tested early, a couple of times early is Alabama, um, and then LSU, of course. Ed Orgeron's on the hot seat. If it isn't better than last year, they might be moving on. So this is a big weekend for him. Last thing. So they play in a Texas high school league. I've seen at-risk youth mentioned along with two rosters. My big question is, do they play someone this week? Uh, I can't find a schedule anywhere. I know they're supposed to. Um play some like high level program in Texas next week. So I don't know if they have a game this weekend or not. Honestly, I haven't seen anybody mention that. Um, they've basically been like an independent because they've got teams from other States on their schedule. At least currently, I think all those games are going to be canceled. Uh, there are some at risk, actual high school kids on the roster as, as it read to me last night when I was reading about them. Um, which is the saddest part about all of this. Um, There's situations where a a poor family came up with some money to get their kid to play on a premier high school football team. That isn't that at all. Um, It's sad, honestly. It's, uh, It's sad. I don't expect them to get another game, and I expect Coach to get investigated, and yeah. If anybody on their schedule still plays against them, uh, they're complicit in all of this. So they they should cancel the games immediately. Craig's asking if it's an upset if Louisiana Tech beats Mississippi State. I think not. It absolutely is. <laughs> it absolutely would be a massive upset if Louisiana Tech beats Mississippi State. I mean, aside from the Vegas line, which is 23.5 as of this moment. But yes, it is absolutely a major upset. Huge unexpected if Louisiana Tech happens to beat Mississippi State. I don't think that's going to happen. If that happens, it's going to be ugly this season. It's not going to happen. But if, it's not going to be good. Not going to be good at all. But again, it's not going to happen. So mark my words. It will not. It will not happen. So Craig, don't remind me of that if that does happen. Okay, I'll, I'll be embarrassed enough as it is. (laughs) <laughs> um, anyway So yeah, that's what I'm watching for Subscribe to the YouTube channel By the way, Michael Borke on YouTube Hit that subscribe button I will be doing weekend streaming during the season It'll start this weekend Zach asked, yes, it'll start this weekend uh, Can't wait to do that with you guys I got a busy fall though uh, I've got a bachelor party In four weeks Three weeks, four weeks uh, A wedding my wife's birthday, and my son's birthday on, like, four consecutive weekends. So, busy, busy fall coming for me, but I'll still be streaming for you guys nonetheless. Uh, So, check out the radio show at 3 o'clock, and then I'll be back with you guys tomorrow at 8. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. Hit that subscribe button. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning.